Okay. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to the boss meeting on this um, grateful day, Tuesday, April the 4th. Uh, we're getting ready to start our reading from the NFT handbook, starting or continuing on the last page of, page of the board, the second, the second um, paragraph. Well, we're gonna go back one, go back one paragraph. Okay. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, let me know if you can hear the recording okay. It's clear now that NFTs are not only here to stay, but that they stand to radically transform the Can you hear okay? Yes. As okay, result, good. Investing in this market is no longer a fringe idea. Good morning. Rather a core strategy. Good morning. Good morning. Economy in a meaningful way. As an attorney who has devoted my professional Okay, so we're getting ready to start at the very top of the last page of the forward. NFTs represent a tremendous opportunity for those who understand right here in the very top to get on the NFT bandwagon was in 2020. Okay, thanks. Opening up the possibilities of NFTs to the millions of people who make their living in creative fields. This book affords those creatives a real path to controlling their own destiny. This book is likely to become a Bible for a brewing revolution. It takes a visionary to see the future and to understand how to make it a reality. Q. Harrison Terry is that visionary. He's also a businessman who began selling digital art online in 2014 and has seen firsthand how transformative this knowledge can be. Matt Fortnow has been at the forefront of the internet revolution since his early days as an entrepreneur who built his first internet company back in 1996, and he understands the bleeding edge of technology. Their combined experience and conviction about the future of NFTs speaks for itself. There are no two individuals more qualified to write this book. As the CEO and co-founder of Republic, a company that also aims to demystify some of the financial world and to give people the power to invest in the future, we've gotten used to the criticism that comes with innovation. What is this? Uh, when we first started to apply traditional investment principles to crypto, some onlookers thought that we were out of our minds. Oh, Time we again, listening to the book, Dad. What seems crazy today will seem normal tomorrow. Oh, okay. We all wish we invested when things seemed crazy and out of favor. The same can certainly be said for NFTs. I cannot wait for the future that this book and this technology will bring us to. It's not if, but when. Kendrick Wynn, CEO and co-founder of Republic. Chapter one. Chapter one. Introduction to NFTs. By many accounts, Google was late to the search engine game. Founded in 1998, it was the 24th search engine to come onto the scene. What's Google 24th at now? Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the co-founders of Google, focused on differentiating their search engine and creating a compelling product from the outset. Monetizing the search engine was an afterthought. 
Search engines are all about connecting people from a query to a destination. It's a game of understanding the user's intent. What do they want to find? Ideally, the engine gets it right on the first search result. Otherwise, you're forcing the user to do the hard work of finding what they're looking for. Google's revolutionary idea was PageRank, a ranking system that prioritized web pages by social proof. The more that other domains linked to a web page, the higher it ranked on Google search results because there was social proof from other users that it was a helpful resource. We're at the top of page two. It was in stark contrast to other search engines, which ranked pages by analyzing the page's content for keyword density. Backed by this superior theory of ranking the web's content, Google showed promise of having a better utility than any other search engine of the time. It also attracted the attention of computing pioneers. Before Google was even incorporated, it received its first investment of $100,000 from Andy Bechtelshein, co-founder of Sun Microsystems, a legend in the world of computing. Google rounded out this investment in 1998 with money from three other angel investors, including Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Stanford University computer science professor David Sheridan, and entrepreneur Ram Sriram. Page and Bryn were just a couple of smart kids from Stanford trying to solve a problem on the internet. Their laser focus on creating a great product that understood the user's search intent was the utility that they brought to the world. The utility they made was enough to attract attention from some of the biggest names in tech. It wasn't until two years later that they would finally incorporate AdWords into their search engine and monetize their traffic. We see a lot of similarities when comparing those early internet days with early non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. The vast majority of NFTs have no utility beyond investment speculation, in much the same way that Ask Jeeves and Yahoo Search were simply joining in on the action of search engines with no real differentiation. And because we're in the early days of NFTs, these directionless projects can get a lot of attention, even though there's no use case for them. However, as time passes, we'll see a greater focus on NFTs with utility, tokenized projects solving a problem or creating something unique for users. Those projects that lack a use case will miss out on the real money to be made a few years from now. Top of page three. The founders have created 10,000 Board 8 NFTs that act as membership cards into the Internet Yacht Club. Right now, this membership card gives you access to a digital bathroom where you can take a pen and draw, write, or graffiti on the walls every 15 minutes. It sounds insignificant, but it's a unique experience. They've carved out this digital environment reserved only for the Board 8 NFT owners. Yes, the board apes are collectibles in essence, but it's the access and the utility that they provide that excites us for the future of this project. Access might be the most significant use case of NFTs currently. In other words, to what does owning an NFT grant you access? We're surely going to see the utility of NFTs go way beyond this, especially considering the wide variety and diversity of people getting into NFTs right now. There are so many exciting individuals with all types of ideas coming together to collaborate and create magical experiences. Now is the time for experimentation, collaborating with others, and not working in a silo. 
this book is a product of two people experimenting with NFTs in their respective fields and starting a random conversation that ballooned into so much more. Hugh Harrison Terry was working on selling the world star hip hop chain NFT and creating liquidity for pop culture focused NFTs. Matt Fortnow created the official Three Stooges NFTs and contemplated how iconic intellectual property could exist as NFTs. Let's rewind the tape back to the early internet 1.0 days, 1995. Matt practiced entertainment law in New York City when a few fraternity brothers from Carnegie Mellon University recruited him to start an internet company. They founded Commissioner.com, the web's first fantasy sports service, which they sold to CBS Sportsline in 1999. Always looking to develop uses for new technologies, Matt got heavily involved in blockchain in 2015. Virtual reality, augmented reality, or VRAR in 2016, and NFTs in 2020. It's actually through the VRAR connection that he met Q Harrison. Hugh Harrison recalls, I got a call one day from a friend who said I had to talk with this Matt Fortnow guy. This was at the early peak of NFT hype in March 2021, so I was used to talking with many people about a lot of NFT ideas every day. The conversation took on a life of its own and went on for a couple of hours. We were just riffing about how NFTs were all about sales and liquidity, the possibilities of tokenizing IP and revenue streams, and just having a fun time sharing ideas. By the end of the conversation, we were like, yeah, we need to write a book on this. And that's how a marketer and an attorney turned entrepreneur came to write a book on NFTs. Literally a chance conversation around this shared culture of NFTs. And I think that's the beauty of this space right now. At the precipice of any new technology, it's prime for collaborations between people of different backgrounds. It may feel like you're late to NFTs, but you're actually early in the grand scheme of things because we just haven't seen all the use cases of this technology yet. For reference, there were only about 130,000 active users on OpenSea, the largest NFT marketplace in August 2012. Wow. With more than 4 billion people who have access to the internet worldwide, we're nowhere near the exciting times of NFTs. If Paige and Bryn thought they were late to the internet in 1998, we wouldn't have the most effective and intuitive search engine that we have today. But they looked at the emerging internet technologies around them and had a theory on how it could be done better. That's where we're at with NFTs today. Take the information in the NFT handbook as a starting point for your NFT journey. We'll take you through the history of NFTs, to the basics of creating and collecting NFTs, to marketing your NFTs, and much more. There are many people talking about NFTs and sharing their thoughts, their strategies, and their ideas. Use this book as a launchpad to go out and learn more about what interests you about NFTs. Equipped with what you've learned in this book, start connecting with people in the NFT ecosystem. There are many NFT communities on Twitter, Clubhouse, Discord, Instagram, and other internet destinations with people just like you who want to connect and learn from each other. At this stage in the lifespan of NFTs, it pays to communicate, experiment, and collaborate. Ultimately, in the canon of NFTs, we don't know whether the current NFT projects we're seeing 
will be more akin to InfoSeek, one of the earliest search engines not around today, or Google, late to the game, but created a superior product that stands even stronger today. We've also created the NFTHandbook.com with extensive resources and links. Since the NFT space is ever-evolving, the website will feature ongoing updated information. As we dive in, your first question may be, what are NFTs? And we can stop right there. All right. Oh, boy, that was pretty quick. We still have two whole minutes. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll stop there and start back. I mean, we'll start tomorrow. We'll be on Chapter 2. Yep. Yeah. So did we want to do our affirmations first before yes. we start takeaways? Yes. Okay. One moment. All right. So if everybody's ready, we're about to start our morning affirmations. I will move forward daily. I will move forward daily. I will create positive daily habits. I will create positive daily habits. I am grateful. I am grateful. I win. I win. I deserve this. I deserve this. I will learn, unlearn, and relearn daily. I will learn, unlearn, and relearn daily. I will focus on one activity at a time. I will focus on one activity at a time. I will manage my time wisely. I will manage my time wisely. I am fearless. I am fearless. I am a genius. I am a genius. And I am limitless. And I am limitless. And we win. And we win. Amen. All right. All right. All right. All right. Wow, that was a lot. That was a <laughs> lot of information. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It is. So um, I guess if anybody want to share their takeaways first while I go back and highlight. Mm -hmm. uh, did I have a takeaway? <clears throat> I really didn't have a takeaway, but I liked all the information that was given, and I'm glad they going they sound like they're gonna take us step by step. So we gonna need to um you know how be highlighting a lot of stuff um to so we know how to you know use it and um, okay. put it together. But um, I like that. I like the part that basically they saying that we can use this as a Bible. So that means they gonna take us step by 
step by step with it so we can use it and you know always keep opening and reading it and you know things like that i agree yeah makes sense oh and um i like the part too where they were saying about the collaborations um you know you got to collaborate with this and you gonna you know meet different you know different people from different backgrounds and you know make this make this a better you know platform or a better world and i'm glad that we not late in the game we you know we ain't too late in the game it's still thousands of more people to join join this million more. oh yeah that was millions. important yeah yeah, yeah, yeah millions, millions more. Yeah, yeah. they were saying only like 130,000 as of yeah. as of yeah. august August 2021. Yes, it is. Yep, yep, yep. We're right on where we're supposed to be. All we got to do is work it. After saving with customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, uh -oh, sorry. customized everything. And backpack. Oh, that's it on the takeaway. I'm sorry. I can't put it on pause because I'm in. I'm in the car. So yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. But it was something um, that caught your attention. Yeah, where is it? We already mentioned yesterday the fact that um, the one is an attorney. Which puts puts him in a good place in the process, considering the blockchain as well. Um, and it's funny they just came they were just talking about it on the phone and their ideas and then they decided to write a book and how they gift complimented each other right right their experience exactly with their experiences oh you're not gonna be able to do the keys today Oh, yes, sir. That's what I was doing, trying to set up while we were doing the takeaways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, uh... Oh, that's what it said. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's what it, um, it said in the book, that their combined experience and conviction about the future of NFT speaks for itself. There are no two individuals more qualified to write this book. <laughs> All right. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, that, that's it. I agree with what has already been said. It puts us in a good place. And uh, 
the fact that they are aware of the need and it sounds like they it was their purpose when they got together to write this to make sure that they make it plain and simple and give us all the tools that we need you know to be able to um succeed for anyone that reads the book to get a good understanding and be able to succeed uh, can I but say that's something? it that's it for me i have something yes to sir oh huh. okay uh I think our first thing on uh, uh, the NFTs is going to be uh, us building our build uh, our business to put into the NFT, and that will be our first uh, our first uh, value is our business. Number one is the water business, and everything else is value to the water, uh, the water project. And the our business will be value. Once you get in the water project, you have the value of our business. You follow me? What I'm saying? I didn't, you went out, I didn't hear what you said on the end, Mr. Joe. Yeah, I was saying our, 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 our private business, the insurance, the herbs, the uh, massages, the um, uh, well building, all those are, are values to our NFT. Oh, as in additional benefits to attach to the right. NFTs? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's what we're building our value on. In addition to the water project. Addition to the water project. This is added with the water project. Once you get in the water project, you already have nine, nine business that you uh, have access to. Okay. So that brings our value already. We already have value in our NFT. We almost up there with 19 keys. <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was just thinking about, what he shared. Like, wow. Uh, he sent me his telephone number, so I, I will be talking with him. I was having problems oh, online. Good, good. Yeah. But uh I like that y'all notice that he put the people names in it that actually started the NFT at the beginning. That, uh, say that again. Say that again. Did you notice where we started at today that he actually mm -hmm. put the names of the people? that actually started it. He he said Larry somebody and, and Oh, oh right. Oh, and remember they was giving up. us all them crazy names we couldn't even pronounce when we read <laughs> the book that they wrote. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they actually got simple names in here. 
I didn't write, mm. I didn't mark it down, but he showed said who started it. Let me and see. That yeah. That's where we started that. from today. Yeah. Let me, Let me see. Look at it. Mm. Okay. Okay, it's on page, it's on chapter one. It's a Larry Page. Oh, and they the co-founder. Oh, that's Sir the co-founder. Now that was the co-founder oh. of Google. Revelation. Oh, okay. That's what I was gonna say. I didn't. I, I was. Yeah, that was. Uh, that I'm that sorry. Yeah, that was Google. That wasn't. Um, but that was pretty the, interesting too, the though. The NFT. That that was pretty interesting. How Google was connected to this, you know. How it sounds like they they um, foresee that Google is going to be a big player in this process, the NFT on this platform, because of the amount of followers and where they're staying right now in, in the um, social media, you know, platform. I mean, the, the, the large following that they have already. Mm -hmm. So does anyone else have anything to share or any takeaways? No, I guess we can um, start, Miss Shelley. Thank All you. Right. Give me one Appreciate you this welcome. morning. And today you is the welcome. fifth. I know you a day behind. <laughs> A day behind? Yeah, you worked last night. You still think it's the fourth. It's oh, the yeah, fifth. girl. You know I be getting confused. <laughs> I mean, like, what, oh, what is the date? The fourth. <laughs> and my mom be like, no, today I could be at two. It's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm talking to her on the phone while I'm working. I'm like, okay, today is Monday the fourth. No, today is Tuesday the 5th, I'm like, mama, for me, it's the 4th until I process this night audit and flip this date. <laughs> I'm still working on the 4th, but she get me every time. <laughs> All right, so can y'all hear? Okay, so let's give it a try. I took it back just a little bit. So here we go. This is... um. 19 keys, NFT. Oh, wait a minute. I hope this is the right one. I think this is the one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Earn your earn your leash. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Tell me if y'all can hear it. Him and his son are giving him an NFT every month for 19 months. You understand me? If is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Well, All right. That's an amazing experience. When he's done with that experience, he can decide to sell it to somebody else and I can add whatever value I want to. You become a part of an exclusive club. I went out to France. I, I was there. I was there. Yeah. We, we, had a, we had a legendary night. We were there. Very legendary. Shout out to everybody in the room. <laughs> yes. I went out to France. A Crown Society member hit me up and said, listen, I got a restaurant. Yep. I wouldn't have really listened to that text or that, that DM if he didn't say Crown Society member first. But now I got a connection when he's a part of my community. I'm not ignoring nobody in my community. 
You understand me? He said, I have a restaurant. I come here. I'm going to take care of you. So I'm checking it out. Like, oh, this, I'm thinking maybe like a promoter or something. I literally get there. He owned it. His uncle at the door. Like, what's up, Keys? The whole family tapped in. You understand me? And, and, and it was beautiful because that's the connectivity that we can have internationally. You understand me? So like everybody that's in a red panda, everybody that's an earner, imagine when Instagram decided to create those verification badges. Now you can tell who's a part of that community. You understand me? Because they bought into it. So now it's going to be like, I'm inside, you outside type of thing. Then once you start putting money levels on it, this will cost 20000 This costs 30000 Now you know what level the person's playing with. You might be inside the club, but I'm in the VIP section. And the thing that I was explaining at Stock Club, look at it like this. What Board Ape Yacht Club did was the digital manifestation of what Fire Festival was trying to do. Think of it that way. It was selling exclusivity, events, and things that would never happen anywhere else. So for those of you that are still lost, just think of what all the high-end brands do, which is, hey, it is a status symbol and there are perks that comes with that. And this is just the digital version of that. Yeah, it's very interesting, the space that we're in. I want to take a step back if we can. And um, I know we spoke about this before, but there's new people. Can you just explain what an NFT is? Because I feel like there's still some people that have not a good understanding of what an actual NFT is. The simplest way um, to understand it is it creates digital ownership. You understand me? Digital real estate, if you will. And um, there's a way where you can create and invent digital items on the internet, you understand me, that only you own, and you can transfer it to somebody else, and then they now have ownership. One of the issues that was solved with money was a double money problem, that you can't use the same money twice, right? That physical dollar solved that problem. If I give you one physical dollar, the transaction that validates it is now you have this dollar, it's yours. I no longer have it in my hand. But digitally, how do we do that? So on the blockchain, there's a transaction that takes place that say that Rashad uh, uploaded a picture, and this picture said it comes with, you know, one physical item, right? When Rashad uploaded, there is one mathematical equation that says that it's just his, and only his wallet. He has the digital wallet that he holds it in. The same way when a person owns a, uh, a internet, a .com, you understand me, to where it say, hey, I own red.com. You cannot go and create red.com. Yeah. But if I can transfer red.com to your wallet, you now own it, and I don't own it at all. So now here's this digital, you understand me, uh, uh, asset that is now transferable, right? And so the internet with Web 2 was, at first it was read-only with Web 1. Then Web 2 was, you got HTTP, you understand me, which is basically a platform you can use to build on, right? And so by being able to build with that HTTP, www. right, on the World Wide Web, you're able to create platforms that you own. I can bring people to this space that they can read what I got going on. Then it became a place where I can put videos and stream. This is my part of the internet that I own. You understand me? Beyond, you know, the rules and the, the, the laws and regulations that the government can put on, you know, the internet and cut me off, basically, who owns that ISSP, I believe it's called, right? So when you're talking about NFTs, you're talking about simply creating digital assets, you understand me, that can be owned, transferred, validated, you understand me, it can't be changed once they on the blockchain. So you, you broke down Web 1, uh -huh. Web 2.0, uh -huh. so people keep hearing Web 3.0, yeah. they keep hearing and they, they don't have a clear understanding of it. Can you break down exactly what Web 3.0 is? 
Web 3.0 is the ability to own your data, essentially. That's what Web 3 is about, owning your data. You know, even with a dot-com, you never own it. It's like a house. You always got a mortgage on You always got to pay taxes. You understand me? But now what you create on the Internet, you can own. I can take that dot-com and I can take it off the Internet and put it in my wallet where it don't even exist no more, right? With that, it's like with a with a dot-com, you got to continue to lease it, right? You understand me? You have to continue to refresh it. But the beauty of this is, you know, uh, and, and, and this is basically the shift that we see in all around the world is all about ownership, me being able to own my data, what I put on this internet, and nobody else can have it. Because I can take something digitally, put it in my cold wallet, which is a physical wallet, and now it only exists in one place. So when you look at in Ukraine, people talking about crossing the border with physical dollars, that can be stolen. But if they can remember a, a, a password key in their head, you understand me, 15 words, then that means that they can take a billion dollars across the border that nobody can take away from it. Because mm-hmm. all the, My bad, brother. But I was just going to say that last part. is All you have to do any place in the world when you get some internet is log on to the internet. You understand me? Type in your, your phrase that you own that's connected to your wallet that will only open, you understand me, there's a so there's a phrase, a key phrase that will only open this account, right? Yeah. So anywhere on the planet Earth, nobody else has access to it but the owner of that key. You own that, so you can literally have a billion dollars that only exist in your head that nobody else can have access to unless they have access to that key that's connected to it. So literally, the keys, you know I mean, no pun intended, was the key that started all of this when they was able to create them cryptographic keys. You understand me? That's what started the revolution of this whole blockchain space. Yeah, so the key holder and the holder was close, right? So yeah. That's why we, we try to talk to people, especially when we first got into space, when we had the nano ledgers. And it was like, yo, there's a 20 code password to get in. And it was like, well, it's cool if you write it down, but the most important thing is that you store it and you keep it in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Because if you lose that, it goes your well. You're tattooed on the bottom of your foot. Good question for you. No economy or government <laughs> has ever. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, No economy or government has ever been big on people having ownership. Do you think that the royalty or ownership model of Web3 is being introduced because the economy is slowly collapsing globally? Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's a part of the collapse of the government. You understand? It's a collapse of society itself. You know, trust in the government is what allows us to take part of it because we trust that we can store our assets there and they will be safe, right? The banks never really earned our trust. They bought it. You understand me? They branded it. They created beautiful mausoleums of what looked like wealth, and we trusted those people that looked like money. You understand me? And so they gave us bank accounts, you understand me, credit cards, all of these different financial instruments. But we now no longer need them to have access to those financial protocols. We can use those on our own, right? And so the ability to manage your own wealth looks like basically I no longer have or need or I no longer have trust in the systems that used to manage it for me. So when the people no longer trust the native currency, that's hyperinflation. That means I no longer trust this government. They print too much money and they're doing too many things to put my future in their hands. You know, so there are dystopian things that can happen from that, though, as well. So people have to be careful when we talk about CBDCs. I don't know if y'all want to get into that. Um, but it's like when you look at China, 
and they have those what they call them the social credit you understand me to where imagine if you go to the store everything is digital this is a dangerous part of everything being digital you go to the store and you try to scan your uh, phone to buy something and they say well we will allow you to buy in our store once you stop posting so many things on the internet that we consider to be uh, uh, dangerous right that 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 pops up on the screen you understand me and you're like whoa and then what you realize is your whole digital identity is connected to a system which makes it somewhat easier to control people because now you may own it but you won't be able to use it right mm -hmm. and so the whole decentralized model is that to not put it back into those hands where people can control it and use it against you by giving you access and not giving you access so can we talk about how crypto plays a part in this maybe you can tie in um board eight their uh their crypto that they dropped yeah the acorn yeah the acorn how crypto is playing a part in, in the nft work 3.0 and all that where's the future of money man the future of money is the new currencies that's being circulated right um it's, it's interesting you know even when i look at tesla i look at amazon I look at all these large companies they are all deciding to make more and more and more of their own thing right nobody can trust anybody to manage anything for them anymore right we talked about this earlier during the pandemic um, when america had to go through china to get supplies and resources you understand me for masks and things of that nature and ventilators that's dangerous and when we look at what's happening with the sanctions on russia and they can put financial sanctions and you know uh, uh, practice economic warfare the other countries start to feel vulnerable you understand me like whoa this same thing can happen to us there's no country in the world that would look at that and be like i want to be in that same position no matter if you have a plan on invading somebody or what it's a dangerous position to be in not just for a country for a human being so there's a lot of people that's deciding to say if we look at what's happening in canada they, they freezing people because they want more social control over the people right all of these models is shifting people's mindset more towards these new DeFi protocols and tools you understand me and now people are deciding well i could use a physical dollar right it is the most a physical dollar number one is the most advanced use of money in a certain sense right it's automatically validated it, it, it can't be tracked in a certain sense right it was a powerful thing that was created so we're not just going to look at that as, as you know, and, and overlook that. But what the future is going to is what what money and what value even means, right? Like if I'm a part of a community and we have our own currency, the only thing that makes money real is belief in it, right? That I decided and, and I military back to you and the military and, back. And back yeah. You understand me? Or, or intrinsic value connected to it, like when it was backed by gold. Right, and we decided gold was valuable because of this scarcity. You understand me? But now, if I'm an ape, right, it becomes a cultural thing. And they say that not only am I ape, I have an ape coin. I believe in this ape coin. It's backed by the community, the culture, the belief, right? And I can spend it at different places to buy things that I want. Imagine if that community and any community has a project decide to make everything for their community where you no longer have to go outside the community. This is how any people sustain themselves is when you can produce everything you consume. You become a prosumer, right? So not only I have a community, I have currency, right? We have rituals, right? We have culture inside this. This is everything that we need. The people need what? Water, food, clothing. We create land, entertainment, 
You don't have to go outside. Buy everything here. That is a model for building a society. So as society falls, societies are being built in microcosms. Real quick, so uh, from an investment standpoint, so Bitcoin. Forty-five thousand, forty-seven, forty-seven thousand, up fifteen percent. Ethereum is up fifteen percent, and so there's some news, and we've kind of told people about this, but the merge. Everybody's talking about the merge of Ethereum going from proof of work model to proof of stake model. Can we talk about the importance of that and what that means for Ethereum long term? Because a lot of people like, should I invest now? Should I invest now? A lot of people they hear like, should I be bullish because of this merge? What's your take? So they was going to call it Ethereum 2.0, and they decided that they wasn't going to do that because they said the mental model of that is that people thought it was something separate, and it's not. You understand me? Um, and there was already scams popping up with people saying, that, yo, come over here. We got to get Ethereum 2.0. Uh, uh, download your wallet here. So they decided to just call it Ethereum. Now, one thing that people have mistaken about this new merge is they think that it's going to lower gas prices, and it's not. You understand me? That's not what it was actually designed to do. Uh, what's going to happen most likely, um, number one, is supposed to increase uh, the amount of money you get from staking, right? I think they said there's like 10 million wallets right now um, that's currently staking um, Ethereum. I got my notes somewhere in here. Um, but this is the one thing that I did want to talk about because, you know, I put out my price prediction. I, I asked Ian, can I borrow his business? <laughs> <laughs> Send it to you first class. <laughs> I asked, can I borrow it? You know what I'm saying? I got, I got permission first. Um, <laughs> and then I put out a price prediction that, and this price prediction is based on the fundamentals of the entire thing, not based on anything else. It's just based on looking at when this merge takes place, the amount of wallets that's going to be there, the type of protocol that's happening, that is going to take the price up to a certain point. Now, the question you really want to ask yourself is, should I have money in there before the merge or after, right? So the issue that was coming up was uh, some people believe that you won't be able, if you stake right now, some people believe that you have to keep the stake till after the merge, right? So people not being able to take their money and not having control of your money is sometimes a, a very dangerous thing. But an argument on the pro side for it is that the possibility is that I think it's at 4.5%. I want to get my notes for this. I don't want to get wrong on this. Because I was going to hold. That's at 4.5. I did think so. Great opportunity for a lot of people, right? Um, so it won't change the gas fees. Yep. But the layer two scaling options is what you're talking about when you may see the gas fees change, right? And that's basically what people are using Ethereum and building on that blockchain with, right? Like Optimism. Um, Arbitrum and Polygon Network, right? Those are where you want to go into lower gas fees and you want to utilize Ethereum. Then that's those are, the, what he just named, those are crypto coins that you can use. Okay. For uh, Polygram and Optima, those are coins, crypto coins. And they would be... Uh, they are value once uh, they're using them in the uh, NFTs. NFTs gonna make all those things, especially Ethereum. Ethereum is probably one to me. It's probably one of the hot buys because a lot of things you have to have Ethereum to build off. You can build a lot of things off of Ethereum. 
So Ethereum is going to be one of the top coins. Well, it's second already. It's second to Bitcoin already. And they predicting they might take over Bitcoin because it, uh, Bitcoin is uh, a value be of great value because it's a limited amount that's going to be sold. It's only going to be sold 21 million. And I, I think we were talking about getting billions of coins, right? <clears throat> so uh, 21 million isn't, isn't much. <laughs> and uh, to my understanding, uh, over half of them are sold already. So that's going to put a, a great value on the crypto. I mean, on uh, Bitcoin. Because the closer it gets to extinct, the higher it's going to go. And they predict that it will go up to 100,000. That's the prediction. And it has reached 60,000 already. It came down. So right now is a good buy. I think it's around 38 or 46 to my understanding. But uh, if anybody has any uh, questions about that, maybe I can answer them. I don't know. Uh, what was said? Yes. Yeah. Can y'all hear? Yeah, anybody yeah, there? Nobody had no questions. Oh, I mean, oh. didn't understand. Oh. Say that again, Mr. Joe. I said, is there anything that you might didn't understand? You know what he was talking about, or didn't get it? Oh, everybody with them at this point. Yeah, yeah, I came in on the end of it, and I um I understood he was talking about Ethereum and the um the new Ethereum that they were um putting out. Right, uh, that was the Ethereum two. Yeah, and Ethereum two, and I heard it too. They were saying that uh, when I heard it, they was talking about Ethereum two was supposed to cut the gas prices down to. 99%. Yeah, he was saying that, that, that the gas prices wasn't going to change. Right. And I got Ethereum stake right now. And I do have, it does say Ethereum 2. Oh, okay. It does say Ethereum 2. But now he's saying they all call it Ethereum. And I'm making 4.5% just by sitting there. And when you get that advantage also. So that's what makes Ethereum so so great. And, yeah. there, and there's all, there are other coins that you can stake also. But I think Bitcoin and Ethereum is the, they are the biggest. They get the most. I think uh Bitcoin might have been eight eight percent. I don't know. But uh you know, this is the future. And to get your Ethereum, 
uh, you don't have to buy it all at one time, but if you, uh, you should have it taken out uh, every two weeks when you get paid, every month when you get paid, or every week you get paid, have so much taken out of your, uh, they call it a recurring uh, charge. And it'll just automatically go into buying your Ethereum. And you can do that with all of them. And that's the best way to do it. You know, uh, and that's paying yourself, putting you, yourself on your paycheck. You're paying yourself first by doing, uh, by putting that money in there. Because it's definitely going to grow. And it's going, and it's voluntary, uh, voluble. It goes up and down. But once you get in and you be in there for a while, it's probably not going to go down where it's going to affect your initial investment. That's why you, once you get in, you, you just hold there and don't sell. And then once it go down, uh, if it go down 30%, that's almost like a crash. So uh, it's going to go up between five, uh, five, 10 is pretty serious too. But, uh, anywhere between uh, 1% and 5, uh, 10%, well, 5% is normal. You know, uh, I, I say all the way up to 10% because uh, crypto is so uh, vulnerable. You know, it'll go up. Uh, well, uh, Bitcoin will go up $1,000 in a day or a couple of days. I mean, uh, 2000 in a day. It has went up. And it will fall that way, too. <laughs> but you know, it depends where you got in. And... Uh, the same with uh, Ethereum. It'll go up $1,000 a day, too. But normally around 500 or 300 is nothing for those to move that type of way. But uh, it is a... Uh, Ethereum is definitely the one they're building everything off of. So I think that's going to probably be the most valuable coin. To get uh, XRP, well, I don't want to get off the subject, but XRP is another good one. But uh, staying on what we're talking about, the NFTs, this is the uh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me, and I'm, I'm ready to fund it now. All we have to do is get our heads together and uh, do it. And the best way to do it to me is uh, we should get a uh, some of those groups. They have, uh, it's, well, the eight group is a, a million dollar uh, club, but they do have a woman's club. They got, oh, they got lots of them. And, you can get in the club and collaborate and and learn different things. That's just like the young lady that we was talking to that day. Uh, the last guest we had. How you doing? What's the last name? Mick. Huh? Okay. 
So, uh, like that lady. And when you get in those uh, groups like that and you start talking to them, they will trade uh, or give you NFTs and they'll drop you different things to get you to uh, collaborate with them or, uh, yeah, collaborate with them. <clears throat> and, you know, you can get, uh, they just beat, go ahead. Did anybody watch our broadcast last night? I forgot about it. Yeah, it's I watched. Hers, um. Oh, no, not hers. Erica, no. hers supposed to be on Sunday night. Oh, no. I didn't see oh, it. I Sunday forgot. night. Sunday night. Remember her, um, she said her broadcast was on Sunday night. Did oh, anybody I didn't remember, remember that. I was waiting for something to drop in the chat. To oh, remind yeah, me she said it was at Sunday, Sunday night at 7.30 or something. I forgot all about it. Until oh, just my goodness. When Joe mentioned her, that would make me remember her broadcast. I forgot. Yeah, because I've been waiting, waiting for her to say <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, right, I thought that's what she was supposed to do. Yeah, that she was going to. She's supposed to send something to us. That's uh, what I thought. Yeah, she's supposed to send something to us so we can be a part of it. Because you remember, she said all of her stuff is private. So you can't just wow. get on get on her stuff. I thought she was putting, um, putting that... But um, she didn't send you anything, so you ain't got it. Oh, okay. Okay, so and I couldn't have got on no anything. No, anyway. okay. I didn't get anything either, so... Evidently, okay. we don't have anything yet because she's supposed to send it to us because she got a private thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know I, I didn't find you in, uh, on time. I didn't either, so but you did sign in, right? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I forgot to put uh, Jess uh, Antoine. She'll oh, okay. probably well, you see can... your name and maybe remember, figure, yeah. oh, but Let's do it again and just put just Antoine one. Yeah. And, right. you know, let her know that you from, from his group. So are we ready to continue? No. Yes. Oh, okay. a lot of space for expansion right now you understand me and when you're talking about right now the contract is called eid 1559 and it has a burn rate of one million ETH per year and so what this is doing is making it um sound money to where it's deflationary right so he's trying to stabilize his money so they can have a model where as it's burning more people adopted it more people are staking it more people are taking their um, ethereum off of these platforms and they holding it, right? That's stabilizing the money. And when you talk about just economic fundamentals of supply and demand, it's going to grow the price of Ethereum, right? Now, modest levels of everything <clears throat> over the next few months, you're looking at a minimum of $5,500, right? Can I ask a question real quick? Jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Man, hey, listen, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. If, if most people figured out or discover that JP Morgan has considerable interest in Ethereum, do you think it'll still hit that price? 
Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. You know they got to get their commercials in. Hold on. Do you think it'll still hit that price? If J.P. Morgan has a considerable interest, I don't think the average. I don't think the average person uh, 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 cares. I just think the average person want to make some money. Mm, I agree. Let me just say something about that. I don't think I think the average person doesn't care if crypto is decentralized. That's crypto purist, and that's a very few people at this point in time. Most people are not crypto purists. Most people are crypto novices, including people that have a lot of money in crypto. They're not they're not investing in cryptocurrency for the theoretical idea of decentralization. Yeah. That they invest in a cryptocurrency because they think it's the wave of the future and they see it as an opportunity to make money. That's just my own personal opinion. That's just the eye test that I see. Uh, yeah. I, agree. I mean, look at the adoption rate in America. Then you got it across the world. Those same fundamental <clears throat> ideas are, are revolutionary. The average person ain't revolutionary. Like, I would love for it to be decentralized, right? But the reality of it is all these platforms are about to do KYC. You understand I me? Mean, they're coming under more scrutiny and more control. And I think what KYC is uh, know your customer to where you got to fill out the forms for identity. You understand me? There's platforms now where you can uh, uh, get some money on there, right? And you can automatically send money to somebody else or stake some money where you start earning interest on your money. And there's nobody that has to know your identity. You understand me? And what the government wants to do, they want to track it. Because if they can track it, they can tax it. You understand me? And... This is, and not only that, you're talking about data. You understand me? So if you have all of these people that are spending money, staking money, moving money in all these different places, and they can't track that data, then they can't capitalize off that data. Spending habits, right? What people are thinking and doing with their money. So the issue that, you know, any of these corporations have is they want to be able to monitor this shit and figure out algorithms that they can create to make sure that they can capitalize over every aspect of human capital. And what you do on a daily basis with your habits and your money is a very important metric of data that is used as a selling point. I agree. You understand me? So, you know, with this uh, Ethereum, and, and here, here's my thing is none of these things have to be or have to come into play. <clears throat> if merge doesn't happen the right way, then it might not make it yeah. to that 5500. You understand me? There's a lot of different things that have to come into play for that number to work. And then that really could be a smaller estimate. Because once a lot of these institutions figure out these numbers, you know, they don't want to get in. And once they start buying into it, then you're going to see it really spike, right? And 5,500 is a low estimate. I think it can really go much higher than that, especially with Ethereum having such a powerful brand name. Oh, that note, um, hostess with the mostest, we at 959. What, what will we be doing this morning? Well, we started all, a few minutes. Uh -huh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's no, all, I was just saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just trying to find out. Are we going to stop on schedule? Did Mr. Antoine have any problem with us going over on yesterday? Or how, how, what now, are we doing? Well, this we morning? went over like five minutes, but our quick time is really 9.15 because we added the reading. Oh, okay. So if anybody can't stay to 9 15, then they can get off 
get off, you know, at nine, you okay. know, but added the meeting, the added the reading. Um, he just put those fifteen minutes at the oh, end. Okay, yeah. move. So Continue. if anybody can't can't stay, we understand. We love you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And then it is being recorded. Okay, continue. Yeah. You understand me in this space, right? And really, the protocols around it, I think, because what they say is 10.6 million states. You understand me? That is a lot, right? And with this amount of heat being burned, you just start looking at the fundamentals of possibility, right? And it's a great possibility that it can rise. But we live in a world of who knows what tomorrow will be. And I'm glad you ended with that because the uncertainty, like you said, it's like a different level of engineering when you're trying to do something like this. And there's no timetable. So, like, they could ask you, when do you think it's going to happen? It's not going to happen until it's ready. Nah. <laughs> like, that's the real answer. I mean, it's not up to Vitalik. You understand me? Right. It, listen, this is a, like, this is like a, every major player in the world <laughs> has a stake. No pun intended in this space right now. I'm talking about people with billions, infinite. Like when you talk about billions, you talk about people who have an infinite amount of money as they That's what we're talking about. So these hedge funds. Yeah, you're talking about the Black Rocks of the world and these all of these families that everybody talk about in conspiracies. Don't you think they want to have their hand in making sure that they have consistent control and it's never going into the hands of the people where they don't know what the future gonna be? The Trump. They are planning, 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 and at the end of the day. The, the, the beauty of it is just there that there exists the opportunity to where we can benefit off some of it and we can use the technology for ourselves. And then the aspect of investing world is just saying that the more understanding I have, I can make better decisions for me and my portfolio and my family. You know, so the information is just to help you make decisions on what you want to do with your money next. It's almost 8,900 people, almost 9,000 people on YouTube. 8,900 people on YouTube, almost 9,000. Hit the like button. What's the, 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 what's he, he said he has about 89 to 9,000 people on Facebook and telling uh, them to hit the like button. Right. These, these brothers right here, they started two years ago. Now they are the world's largest podcast. They so big, wow. they, they're not a podcast anymore. They're beyond a podcast. Yeah, that's why Jeez. they got... Um, Commercials and stuff. People want to be on there. Yeah, Earn Ali. I've been watching them for over a year. Oh, I just started watching them. The brothers are, oh man, they marvelous. That's who we need. That's the platform we need to buy BNC. 9,000 listening in. Mm -hmm. That's where they need to pitch it. Uh, that's where I seen keys from, but I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get in with uh, Earn Our Leisure, and uh, but I did get in with Keys, and I love you know, both. Both of them are bad, but Keys. Uh, he's more on the uh, NFT thing. Yeah, 
and earn our leisure, they do everything. Yeah, they get, he cover, uh, yeah, they cover a lot of different topics. Yeah, they cover all kinds of topics. Any topics, uh, any entrepreneurs, they have entrepreneurs, top entrepreneurs come on there. You know, they have some uh, like Eli Musk, not Eli Musk, but uh, what's the guy on Shark Tank? Oh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah. <laughs> I saw him on Nick Cannon show. And uh, <laughs> at any rate, they got a community, oh. and, and, and it's a, you know, like that's how big it is now. Like they the world largest, and they started off two years ago, and his they they started off with uh, they cell phone in uh, one of the uh, apartments, and when I seen them, they didn't, you know, they were still in the. Uh, yeah, they had got their office here. Well, that's where they started. They, uh, and it came up in two years as the uh, number one podcast. All right, then. Uh, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I gotta go. I'll see y'all at the top. Okay. See you at the top. In a minute. So, you know, it's 9,000 is a good number. You want me to get the jacket or no? I got some. Get the jacket, please. Can we talk about Dallas? Please, let's do it. Okay. That's one of my favorite subjects. Let's do it. After you send the back call out, the back call is sent out. Pineapple juice is on the way. Yeah, let's go. Listen, man. Hey, how are you? Hey, Freddie. 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 And what he decided to do that was basically he wanted to finance women. You understand me? But he wasn't really trying to do a for-profit model. Um, but he did it with microfinancing with women. And basically, he created it to a point where they were able to pay back the loans. You understand me? And he proved it to be a successful model. But what he understood was that, you know, the original bankers were the community. You understand me? You get a loan from the community. You're a part of that community. The community will make sure you pay that back. You understand me and i think the beauty of that is it, it ties people together with circular economics right and so when we're talking about DAOs, it represents decentralized autonomous organizations so the natural structure of a corporation decentralized you know, autonomous CEO, cfo right uh, all of these people that work under there like a pyramid shape and you can build a DAO however you want to, oh, right? Okay. Um, because when you're talking about smart contracts, um, that's what the DAO runs off of. And DOA? DAI. DAI. You want to know how far you want to how far you want to take this into the future, right? If you can give me as much details of how big your vision is, they can create the code in a certain way where it can expand, right? So the beauty of what I'm seeing with some DAOs, let's, let's say we got uh, the Wild DAO, which is the world of women, 
the world of women simply uses it to uh, people get the vote on what happens next. Now, the people that get the vote are the actual holders, right, of the tokens. Well, most people always fail to think about NFTs as tokens, they're digital tokens. It's non-fungible tokens, but people never think about the token aspect, right? So the tokens give you a certain percentage of voting power. So we say, listen, if we have an EYL down and a Market Monday down, and everybody buys into the EYL token, and we put a vote, who y'all want to be, what y'all want to be the next subject on Market Mondays, right? There's a time frame. Let's say we got one hour, right, on Sunday at 1 p.m. where you get the vote from 1 to 2. Everybody who owns it will be able to have access to vote in this DAO, and they get to decide what happens next, right, with the show. So this is the show DAO. Okay. Now, let's say that the show actually gets sponsors. But if you got sponsors over here, you can talk about So let's say the sponsors come in and you make a million dollars profit. Now, built into this smart contract and say that every token holder, we're going to take 50% of our profits and we're going to pour it right back into the people. So let's say you, you spent $10,000 to buy one of these NFTs, but now you're getting a percentage, right, of the profit and the royalties that come into the show. And this is not something we can go and change. This is just mathematics. Once it's built into there, there's nothing we can do about it, right? That money is going to automatically go into your wallet. You're automatically going to have this voting power. And this is going to be a decentralized autonomous organization, meaning that it's not one central power who owns it. It's owned by the collective. Now, don't get me wrong. There's ways you can write these DAOs up to where you can have more power than others or you make more money than others. But that's up to the due diligence of the people who buy into it and decide that this is a DAO I like based on the fundamentals and the white paper that's written about this. Is, is the DAO limited to the digital space or could people create that DAO and not only get, obviously, digital land, but actually create DAOs and have actual physical real estate? Look, hold on, let me just make an announcement. 9,100 people that, that text work uh, got us over the, the support to resistance level of, of 9,000 a job. So uh, oh, exactly. Yeah, we broke yeah. We, we broke the um the RS level. So uh, talk to so yes, everybody hit the like button. Ninety two hundred people. Um, mm -hmm. yes, Market Mondays is too big to fail. It's way too big to fail. You ain't even too part of the vocabulary. To <laughs> too big to fail. It only gets bigger. Okay. So this down idea, because here's the thing. This is why I talk about creative agency and intelligence. You can get as creative if you want to with that. Right. That's the beauty of it. Like, imagine if the whole democratic system was a DAO. You understand me? I think I've seen, I'm not even going to say her name. You understand me? But she was talking about how uh, the U.S. government should be transparent on where they spend our money. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And I believe that's so. And imagine if the America is a corporation. You understand me? It's incorporated as a corporation in the trust. So imagine, instead of there being a president, the people, as a true democracy, voted what happens next, what goes with the tax dollars. Now, the way that they do that is every citizen has a certain amount of voting power, like we do today. You understand me? And they put things to a vote to where if not a Supreme Court judge that come in and say, even though the people didn't vote for it, we still get to decide this in law and legislation. Nah, the people say, listen, we want to take money away from overfunding police and put it into, you know, parks and put it into development of the city. And, 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 and like we in New York right now. Uh, uh, the subways are terrible when it comes to the standard of living if you compare it internationally. It's really kind of disrespectful to the people that you should, you, it's no way, 
I don't, I don't think nobody in New York that takes that subway every day wouldn't vote to have their tax dollars instead be transferred over to the public works. You understand know <laughs> me? And, and the transportation system. You go to London, you and them double-decker uh, buses, man, it's clean in there. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. You, you ride on the tube out there, you understand me? It's clean. It's nice. Why isn't that same thing applied here? It's because we got systems of capitalism. It ain't about improving the quality of life. It's about maximizing profit. There so you go. instead, if you got a DAO that said, well, this month we want to vote on if that's where we want to spend our tax dollars. You understand me? And so let's say we putting up this vote for a billion dollars. So and number one, it decreases the need to have leaders, you understand me, in these positions because the people decide, the collective energy of the people decides what's best for them. And that is a true system where people have, if you want to talk about democracy, but we live in a republic system, right? So these DAOs, I can also say, you know, let's look at all hoods in America. That's true democracy. Uh, Dr. Wesley did a uh, study on zip codes in America where he showed you the quality of air in every city, right? Um, and then he also looked, where are their food deserts? It's terrible in Oakland. It's terrible in D.C. You understand me? And oh, Baltimore, Baltimore. You understand me? Chicago. Oh. You connect that with criminality. You connect that with uh, the prison rates. You understand me? You connect that with the disease rates, the obesity, all of those different things. Well, what if we got a doubt? So now we have, you know, our Oakland Dow. I'm from Oakland, so we go, you almost start with Oakland, right? You got the Oakland Dow. So Oakland Dow is this. Town business. Real town business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everybody buys into the Oakland token. You understand me? So everybody get the Oakland token, right? Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh. Okay, Miss so Shelly. Okay, we good? Yes. All right. Let's see. Where are we? We're stopping at eleven oh four. Looks like. Okay. Oh, we're gonna continue it with Juan when he come back, but we can at least know where. Ooh. No, where we stop that when we go when we go and watch it, finish watching it ourselves. Um, okay. We don't have a meeting tonight, so I don't um, know what it's going to be about, but we can ask them about it, you know, tonight at the meeting. All righty. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. So we on chapter two. Yes. Of the book. Yes, ma'am. And y'all yeah, have a great day. Us. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Couldn't have did it without you. Good job. We win. We win. See y'all at the top. See you at the top. See you at the top.